What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brennan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow geeks this week, who will introduce themselves in a moment with our question of the week. Um, This week's question, uh, near and dear to my heart, um, is our favorite MCU characters. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Marvel Comics. So like specifically within the MCU, um, who are not titular characters. So like if their name appears in the title of any of the movies, they don't count. Um, this leaves most villains open, um, side characters, um, non-titular heroes. Uh, I will put the caveat, the Guardians of the Galaxy refers to everyone in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So like no Star-Lord, no Gamora, no Groot. Um, but like I wouldn't necessarily count Yondu or um, I'd count Nebula at this point. But like characters like that, that are like fringe, maybe part of the team, maybe not, but like definitely on the team not available so for me um my favorite uh mcu character that is not um in the title of a movie um or a show given uh wandavision is officially out so wanda and vision are um has got to be cassie lang <laughs> like i know that's like she's not like a hero she's not you're not doing fighting but like the scene from ant-man one where like he brings her the toy and she's like he's so ugly I love him. And like, I just love that. <laughs> I love that scene. I think she's really fun. And like, she's going to be involved more in the MCU now with her age up post end game. So I'm like excited for her too. Like, I, like, I like what she's done. And I'm like, Oh, it's whatever. But then like the fact that she, we could be getting her in young Avengers, like hypes her up for potential in my head. And then she'll probably, she'll probably like fight along Scott in quantum mania. So I'm fingers crossed for that. Um, one of my fellow co-hosts. Would you like to answer a question and introduce yourself? All right. Well, I'm Isaac Hunter. Uh, this question was a doozy because there are so many people I love. Uh, I actually have a list, but um, I will hold back. And um, I guess on the top of my list, I put Wong from Doctor Strange. <laughs> we stand Wong. We stand Wong. Wong is so... I don't know. Like, ever since you first meet him, like, he's just a librarian, but, like, it's, like, just a librarian, but also, like, fighting in Endgame. He's so cool. He, more? he He did the... Cause he, isn't he the one that cut off the... Um, yes. The monsters? Sort of um, trying to remember what, which black, child of Thanos. Dwarf, black, dwarf? Black star? I don't know. Something with that. But he... I don't know. He's just funny. <laughs> The Beyonce talk with him. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, also, I find it really funny that like the actor's name is Benedict Wong that like, yeah. plays him. So it's like Benedict Cumberbatch, the character, like his character and like his co-star. It's like, I know it's like his name and it's like his identity, but I think that's just a fun coincidence. 
It was meant to be. All right. Take it away. Hey, everyone. I am Hope Gutterall. Um, My favorite character in the MCU that's not a titular character would either have to be Ned from Spider-Man, the new ones like Spider-Man Homecoming, starting with that, uh, or Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, because she's just sassy and I love her. And like the fact that she, you know, we end a couple of the movies with her about to like cuss out Peter, like is just perfect. And then mm. of course, you know, the uh, Peter tingle or. <laughs> I don't, that's still, that still rubs me the wrong way. I don't like them calling it peter tingle and then like when he eventually uses it it's the most dramatic scene in far from home he's like i used my peter tingle and make you ruined it <laughs> like you, you um but also it's call obsidian is the the child of thanos we were the member of the black order that we were Some, messing up something with a color that's like black yeah yeah so we're all good I, it was gonna kill me i'm like i know i know it um but yeah so thank you both for introducing yourselves now um each week here on Raving Geeks, we like to get started with some uh, quick geek news. So, um, hosts, what have you got for us in the realm of geek culture? Um, okay, well, uh, the game Outer World, Outer Worlds has a DLC coming out next week called Murder on Area Eridanos or something similar. And it's going to be like a murder mystery, which is kind of fun. Um, also, uh, for those people that thought that Benedict Cumberbatch would make a great Admiral Thrawn. Unfortunately, he, in an interview, said he has no interest in painting himself blue. Uh, and so that's kind of sad because he's got the cheekbones for it. Oh, my number two is Tom Hiddleston. Oh, not bad I think he'd choice. be a really good Thrawn. That's what oh, I got. Do you have a ton? Should I go first? Or... Yes, you should go first because I okay, have Okay, sounds ton. good. I don't have a whole lot. Um, so... <laughs> Um, as the filming of this podcast, this is the first time that um, we filmed since uh, Paramount Plus has officially come online. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, like, it's it's exciting if you like what's on Paramount Plus. If you're not super interested, then, like, it's not. It's just, you know, another day. But, you know, um, everything that, like, is, like, native to CBS. So if you're, like, a, if you're a big Survivor person, SpongeBob's on there. Um, so everything owned by Paramount, basically, under that umbrella. So if you're a big movie person as well, they have a pretty, pretty sizable catalog of uh, movies available. Like, if you can't find it on Amazon Prime, you can probably find it on Paramount from what I've seen. And they partner up, too, so there's a, there's a lot available there. Um, and also, uh, there's a... I'm going to... A, a little, like, personal geek history for me. One of my favorite video games of all time is uh, TMNT, Turtles in Time. Um, the co-host and I talked about uh, this specific game uh, with the host of another CM Life podcast that will be coming online shortly, uh, Level Up Chips. Um and it, re- it, like, it reminded me of this game, but apparently there's going to be a new game coming out soon called TMNT Shredder's Revenge that is very similar 16-bit beat-em-up to what Turtles in Time was. And I'm very excited that we're getting an update because one of, my, one of the things I was hoping for when I bought my Super Nintendo Classic was to have TMNT Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo Classic. And that's like all I wanted to play. And it wasn't on there, and there's no way for me to get it on there. So... I'm like this close every time I go to like the retro game store to buying a Super Nintendo and that just to play that game. So having something more modern come out that's still like same style, I'm very excited for. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's up to me. 
Um, so hi everyone. Of course I have a whole ton. I was just double checking something uh, to make sure I have all of the uh, information that I can get. Um, so there is going to be a new Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out with Hugh Grant, who will play the villain, and he will be starring opposite of Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and uh, I'm going to screw up this person's name, and I apologize in advance, uh, Reggie John Page. Um, uh, and so, yeah, for all you Dungeons & Dragons fans, um, it is a reboot of the... Um, Original... Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yeah, the 2000 British American film. Um, and the uh, the early negotiate uh, negotiations to direct the film were John Francis Daly, which some of you might know him from Bones, um, as um, Shrink, oh my gosh, Sweets um, for the FBI. And Jonathan Goldstein. Um, so it is uh, in January of this year, it said that they had announced they had co-written a new draft of the script. So Dungeons and Dragons fans, be on the lookout for that. And I grew up with that movie. Like Jeremy Irons is the villain in the original and it's good. That's yeah. It's going to be, I'll say with the cast that they've got, it's going to be interesting. I was going to say, Justice Smith, he's from Detective Pikachu, right? Like, that's his biggest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I like him. Yeah. Well, and then Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, like, big names. Yeah, but everyone knows them. Like, Justice Smith is, like, relative. Like, he's yeah. younger and newer. So, And I don't know as much of his stuff. So I'm excited to see him in more things. Exactly. All right. Uh, if you are a fan of horror movies, A Quiet Place Part 2 is now going to be released on May 28th of this year. Woo! Wait, that wasn't released? No, apparently not. I, it might have been like one of those, like it was released, but then everything shut down. So then they were like, we're going to re-release it because we got no money out of it. Okay. Yeah. I would, I'll go see that. Well, I guess like if it's end of May, it might not be, if I'm not vaccinated yet, then I probably won't go see it. But Never um, In the MCU, the X-Men reboot is reportedly being developed under the title, The Mutants. So we get to look out for that title and see how that works out. Um, is this within MCU, or is this just, like, Marvel now? I it's supposed to be within the MCU. Because they were supposed to, once Marvel got the rights back to um, X-Men, they were going to try and bring it back somehow. Um, and I'll save my comments for that for later in the episode, as when we talk about WandaVision. Um, also for Marvel, they are casting for a new shapeshifter to appear in She-Hulk, uh, code name a dude, uh, 20 to 30 years old, female, mysterious shapeshifter that embraces Earth's pop culture, enjoying the way that she lives life. So if you're looking to be in a Marvel movie and you're a female between 20 and 30 years old, try it out. Um, there is a um, if it's a shapeshifter, though, Isaac, we could be stand-ins for like shapeshifted people like, yeah, just to blend in. True. I'll be an extra on a train. Yeah. <laughs> um, Within the MCU as well, there is a rumor going around that uh, Marvel is going to split the Spidey universe into two different franchises. Um, so they will continue with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, uh, following him through college. 
But then they would also have a different Spidey universe franchise that would be introducing Miles Morales and have him joining the Young Avengers. So that's another thing to be on the lookout for. Uh, If you were a fan of the animated series Powerpuff Girls, the CW has ordered a pilot and cast Chloe Bennett, Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt um, as the three Powerpuff Girls. So that's going to be... Live action? Live action. Holy crap. Yeah. Better see some hand nubs, no fingers. (laughs) Well, and to think that like... What I remember of the Powerpuff Girls, they were like younger, but all of the actresses are... It's the CW. It's going to be like a high school drama of the Powerpuff Girls where they have powers. But like, just knowing the CW, like, hey, they're the ones that produced the line, yeah, uh, I dropped out of school in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my grandma. And I guess you never know the highs and lows of high school football. And I was like, all right, I know that's not the exact quote the exact quote is like much more dramatic but uh that's the gist so i'm excited what was that from riverdale oh. <laughs> when archie goes to prison mm. <laughs> I that. um so moving on from that uh when benedict Cumberbatch was asked if he had filmed his scenes yet for spider-man uh no way home he said yes and no so that's something to look forward to in the Spider-Man. Meaning movie. he has no scenes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he might have like an end scene credit, like you know, the end credit scene where it's just like you see. His Maybe hands. he's done, but they know they need to do reshoots. Yeah, entirely possible. Or they're still moving the script around because we all know Tom Holland can't keep his mouth shut about anything, um, because he also hasn't been allowed to see Black Widow. Because he might spoil it. They have like kept it away from him. Also, I feel like part of this Tom Holland thing is a bit of a publicity stunt. Like, I don't think he's actually that bad at keeping secrets. I feel like at the beginning he was. But like, I don't think Disney would like let him keep going. If like just knowing Disney, I feel like Disney's control issues are stronger than Tom Holland's big mouth. I think... Yes and no, because I also just like watching videos of Tom Holland and like knowing how excited he gets and then just word vomits stuff without realizing. And then all of a sudden re- his brain catches up with what his mouth said. Um, I think it's one of those like there's like just in case because we know you're going to get really excited and want to talk about it. Um, so, you know, it'll, it's Yeah. It's Tom Holland. We all love him anyways. So Yeah, I mean, Mark Ruffalo, like, straight up was, like, when they were talking about Infinity War before it came out, he was like, and in this one, everyone dies. Yeah. And everyone, like, looks at him and he goes, uh, just kidding. <laughs> well, and then, you <laughs> and had then the- everyone died. <laughs> everyone died. You had the interview with Tom Holland on, uh, I think it was Kimmel. And he was like, yeah, I die in this movie. But like, he also didn't know. And then the movie came out and he was like, ha, I ruined it without realizing I ruined it. Mm-hmm. So it's Tom Holland. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, back to ending our tangent on Tom Holland and going back to <laughs> Geek News. Uh, Steven Spielberg has cast Michelle Williams to play his mom in a movie loosely based on his childhood. Uh, so we'll be getting a Steven Spielberg movie about Steven Spielberg, which should be very interesting. Um, if you were a fan of the Munsters, 
there is a Munsters movie happening with director Rob Zombie, and he is going to be writing and directing it. Um, and it's based on the classic sitcom. And then his wife, his real life wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, is going to be the character Lily. If you are a fan of American Horror Story, the 10th season is going to include uh, Home Alone actor Macaulay Culkin in it. Uh, in this 10th season, you are still going to have your returning actors, uh, Sarah Paulson, Kathy Bates, Evan Peters, Adina Porter, and, you know, everyone else. But we should have fun with that. Maybe I'll bring in some Home Alone stuff. Um, I apologize for all Grey's Anatomy fans, but it does look like season 17 is very likely going to be the final season of this series. A lot of the showrunners and producers are very like, um, just like, they don't say much, but they're like, I don't know yet. And they're just kind of like, I think they're still trying to figure out what they want to do. And because it, it's getting to the point of they're just like killing off people or screwing up storylines. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those, like, how are they going to end it nicely? I think is what they're going to try and do or like make it so that they can do like years in the future with Zola or something, you know, all the kids from the original cast members and stuff. Um, switching gears though. Um, sorry, I keep going back and forth, but this is all just stuff that like I found on Facebook or um, Instagram and stuff. It like just varies. So if you are a fan of Alcatraz Island, they're going to be welcoming visitors back on March 15th of this coming Monday when this episode is released. They will have safety measures based on CDC um, guidance and you will have to like schedule your trip in advance but it's opening if you want to visit the island and the old prison. Um, there is going to be a new show on Disney Channel, which is going to be a single camera comedy about a young girl and her competitive roller skating crew, um, which is going to be called Saturdays. And it's uh, from 16-year-old Blackish star Marseille Martin. And so I'm really excited for that because we're getting more uh, people of color into Disney and getting them in bigger roles. And I am really happy that that's happening because I want to see more of that. And then let's see, trying to make sure I go in slight order. All right. So final things here. So Netflix is cracking down on the whole password sharing thing. They've been like really chill about it. They're like, it's something we have to live with. But for whatever reason, they're cracking down on it. And they're going to be testing TV users. So if you have Netflix on your TV, specifically, um, they're going to be prompting you that when customers, this is what like the article says, uh, the company has started testing a new prompt when customers attempt to use a Netflix account that belongs to someone outside of their household. If you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching, the prompt says. Um, users will then be directed to either verify the account with a text or email code or start their own free 30-day trial. Um, 
So I'm just sitting here going with all of the college kids. Like, do we technically have to get our own streaming service now? Uh, Netflix. What the heck? And so I think I have two more pieces of new three, three final. Uh, Matthew McConaughey says that he is seriously considering running for Texas governor. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like if he can stay governor, like um, Terminator, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it might be okay. But like, I also don't know his political views and what he views on stuff. So mm, that's going to be interesting. He'll um, make right. sure everyone, he's going to make sure uh, every Texan has uh, the, the 3D Doritos um, <laughs> and uh, a bottle of, uh, what's his brand of whiskey? Uh, turkey, right? Wild Turkey, I think, or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, everyone's going to have access to his whiskey and <laughs> the, the Doritos that he does ads for. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a Texas political platform, doesn't it? Oh, no, wait. It, it sounds like a Matthew McConaughey thing. Come on. Um, and so going back. So uh, Aldrich Killian actor Guy Pierce, who played him in Iron Man 3, has stated that he wouldn't mind coming back and playing uh, Killian in a MCU movie. And, Wait, Aldrich Killian? Yeah. That was Iron Man 3, right? Yep. Yeah. He, yeah, he is very much dead. And he's like, I don't know how I would come back. But, you know, if they said, hey, you want to come back and play your villain role? I wouldn't say no to it. <laughs> he really liked playing in that movie with the actors and producers and everything and he loved the character so mm-hmm. you know i think he's trying to get out there and be like disney let me back in you know all the tiktok videos of let me in and then my final thing is that mission impossible 7 and mission impossible 8 are shooting back to back and they are on their way um but then we got some casting updates that there are Deadpool 2 stars who are being included in uh, the new um, Marvel movies, including, um, so we've got Rob Delaney, Charles Parnell, Indira Varma, Mark Gatsis, Carrie Eels, and also Haley Atwell, Palm Clementif, Shea Wingham, and Asai Mor- Morals. So, that is all of the news that I have found in the last week. All of the news. And that is all of the news in the world. That's it. That's all you have to know. All right. See you next week, everyone. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, see you episode. next week when we cover everything that else happened in the week, and then you're all informed. Um, but for real. Uh, moving into our main topic this week, um, as most of you are painfully aware, WandaVision is over. Um, and it has been about, a, after this is released, will have been more than a week since WandaVision came out. But um, we just wanted to go over, like, how how it ended, the whole, like, thing of the finale, how we think it affects the MCU. And then um, by the time this is released, it'll be less than a week until Falcon the Winter Soldier comes out. So we also want to, you know, quick uh, mention that. So, uh, first big question. In a word, what do you think of the finale? Like, I can't describe it in just one word. That's all I'm giving you. Ah, and you just use like six. I know. I can't think of like the right word though. I can. Anticlimactic. Oh, I was, okay. I was going to say lackluster. <laughs> I feel like it wrapped it up nicely, but then it was like, wait, that's it. Like. <laughs> 
I mean, it we was all, missing something. Yeah, we yeah. and did we get get our hopes up? Yeah. Yes, and that's what that's the. I have this point a little bit later, um, but like. I don't think it was because I hyped up all this other big stuff. Like there's like specific things in the season that I was expecting and that did not come simply from what was presented in the season, not any theorizing. So, and then, but given that we generally seem to have slightly disappointed reactions with the finale, I generally thought it was very good. Like it was a good episode, but I like given like the, the twists and the endings we had throughout the season, I was hoping for something a little bigger in the finale. Um, but then, if we're going to say same question, but for the whole season, in a word, WandaVision Season 1. Magical. Intriguing. Um, let's see. My joke word is Agatha. Um, but, like, <laughs> um, all, all along. along. All along. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> Sp- like Spotify topping song right there. Um but it, overall, uh, the season was um, mystical. It was very that's that's the word. Like in terms of content and like in terms of actual content and like meta content uh, about the about the episodes. Um, so personally, okay. I just want to go. Oh, go for it, Hope. I'm gonna say though, like I was kind of sort of right on my theories about WandaVision and Agatha and like Agnes, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But then it also like spun my theory on its head and like was like psych you're also wrong and i was like Mm -hmm. so from this point onward uh, we're going to talk in a little more detail about wandavision so um that's that's our quick quick review for anyone that hasn't it hasn't been hyped up to already um so spoiler alert from here on out we're going to get into a little more detail um but going into why i thought you know i was a little disappointed I know we did a lot of like theorizing, like people were like X-Men mutants, uh, like break the multiverse. Like we're generally from all the theorizing, I, I was definitely expecting like an ending where like a lot of crap happened. Like it, it left us on like, Oh, um, multiverse is broken between now and far from home. What happens? Cause Dr. Strange happens after far from home. Like how do we know? So w- was what I was expecting. Um, specifically the X-Men given the Evan Peters casting, Mm-hmm. thought that was um something coming but i realized that it wasn't it wasn't that that made me think it wasn't enough i think they hyped up hayward to be the big bad and we never got a payoff between wanda and hayward like mm-hmm. he said maybe two lines in the whole like he had his interaction with jimmy woo which was like funny or jimmy like fooled him haha <laughs> but then like once he was in the hex he said like what one line yeah yeah. Like, and which was like, it was an intense moment when he goes to shoot Billy and Tommy. You're like, oh, wow. He really said like, F them kids. Like, <laughs> like he was just straight up going to unload a clip into do 10 year old boys. But then like, you know, everything happens with Monica. But I was like, that was it. Like I was anticipating some back and forth, like something where he was really, a, mm-hmm. like he was never really a threat to Wanda, but where he thought he was a threat to Wanda. Um, and we, I don't feel like we ever saw that. I feel like like he shot at them, realized he was like, oh, crap, and then, like, became a coward and got out of there. I was anticipating more in the, mm-hmm. the Hayward department. What about I, y'all? Part of it was we were anticipating the whole Pierce thing, like, in uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier, um, mm-hmm. where, where Pierce became the big bad and, like, was like, no, if he I'm in charge, like, Hydra takes over. Let's do this. Um Whereas Pierce doesn't have anything to fall back on and he's basically trying to have 
big dick energy and he has small dick energy instead because he's like you said he's a coward he's just trying to prove something that he can't and like um honestly like i was expecting more interaction too um i think i saw something this week that said that they changed the script of the entire series and storyline a whole lot while the entire time of filming and everything and that the series finale they actually cut a bunch of scenes that had monica in it um that had like all of them um ralph boner huh ralph Ralph boner yeah like um but like having monica and um vision red vision specifically billy tommy and wanda like fighting whether it was sword or agatha um like all together like they cut out a bunch of stuff and so i think part of it was like they were like we kind of want to make this into a movie because it's the mcu but also we have to shrink it down to fit a tv episode um so i think they also kind of screwed themselves over with I heard that too, and I, but I heard a lot of the changes were because of COVID restrictions. They just couldn't get oh, people sure. back into filming, so they were like, "All right, this is the footage we've got. This is what we got to make it." Uh, but yeah, I, I heard there was going to be a lot. Like there was going to be episode nine was going to be like revealing what the the dark hold was, mm-hmm. the book that Wanda has mm-hmm. at the end. Like the the episode was going to be a, around that, and it was going to be like Agatha and Wanda figuring their crap out. We weren't yeah. we weren't going to quite see White Vision in the hex yet. Um, and it was going to be that. And then Agatha would have been mostly taken care of by the time the hex had to be, t- or like the hex would have had to be taken down at the end of episode nine, Monica, the twins and um, Ralph would have gotten the dark hold, brought it to Wanda. But by doing that, you know, the hex is being taken down, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They said that there was a scene that they filmed of the twins and Monica. Um, and I think Ralph, um, Ralph Boner, you got to say his whole name. As in Peters. I also hate it. I hate it so much, but also like that's totally Evan Peters' sense of humor. So, um, but like them going back into the basement and getting the dark hold and then coming back out, um, but that got cut as well. And I, think- yeah. I, I feel like there, like I don't know, there was just a lot of like her Agatha's basement. Mm-hmm. I thought we would see so much more of, but we didn't. Um, I was kind of disappointed that her rabbit didn't like do anything. Like that was cut. That was also it, cut. He was, was supposed cut. to be a demon. Yeah, and I assumed it was, and it wasn't. Um, but I think a lot of why I'm upset is is they they kind of just like went with the classic like uh like ever since like the first Iron Man. It's a lot of the times it's a hero just fights an evil version of themselves. And this time we had two heroes fighting two evil versions of themselves. Like, but the vision fight was not that, like, they, they yeah. it had a twist. The Wanda and Agatha one didn't. And I yeah. think that's where we were like, oh. Which, and I was even, like, expecting. I was going to be like, what if they switch who they're fighting? Because it's like, they're so evenly matched. But then it's mm-hmm. like, what if they switch? Um, and then they didn't do that. And then it was just a big... Uh, it's like, Vision uh, versus Agatha, done quick. Vision takes, like, I mean, not done quick, but, like, she can't absorb Vision's magic because Vision doesn't have magic. Yeah. And White Vision is already uh, like trying to destroy... Well, no, he's trying to destroy... Um, the internet's been calling him Colored Vision, but I don't like, I don't like that. Nah. Um, yeah, I like Red Vision or Scarlet Vision. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I heard colored vision and I was like, because the implication is like, if there's a white vision, does that make the other vision? Like they made, like they pulled the, the race statement on it. And there've been like, honestly, some really funny jokes about it. Um, like, um, specifically with, you know, his like sweater outfit in the back, they put like, the, they put like the, the chain on him and he's like, he's got, he's like swagged out because he's like all like, he's got all the drip in his last outfit. And I just thought it was so funny. Like the way they did that, uh, it's just, but, um, or the one meme where it's like, wait, if you're vision, why are you white? And it's like, Wanda, you just can't ask people why they're white. <laughs> like <laughs> They pulled that out just because we kept calling him white vision, which is like, it sounds wrong, but it, like there's really like no implication. I just thought it was funny. Um, I but I realized what upset me the most because I was fully expecting like wanted to break the multiverse and like see that break, kind of like in um, Flash um, on the CW, where it's like you know something got screwed up and like you could just tell, but here it was just like oh yeah Westview all of a sudden everybody hates Wanda and uh she's just gonna like figure out everything and just you know Mm -hmm. and then they give the whole Billy and Tommy calling for her at the end when she's in the cabin I like that I I like that end credit scene um I I liked it too but I was like can we make that bigger with the um real quick I I also like again on the villain thing uh back to what Isaac said I think they hyped up Agatha as the main, as like the big bad, the main villain. I don't think she should have been because in the comics, Agatha's more of like a mentor to Wanda. Mm-hmm. And like this whole time, like specifically with the song Agatha all along, it seemed to me that Agatha was like, not, it seemed to me that she wasn't a villain. Like it seemed like she was just like curious in Wanda and like wanted something from her, but didn't like want to like harm her. And that was kind mm-hmm. of her thing. But like at the end, when they were fighting, like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like Agatha didn't ever actually want to fight Wanda. Like she didn't want to like take her powers. She wanted to like understand her powers. And I think presenting her as a big bad kind of ruined that for me. I, like she could have been so much deeper, but then just like turning into like, nah, I want this power for myself. I was like, mm, that mm-hmm. seems a little, it wasn't what I was, I was hoping for out of Agatha. Yeah. I think because, like, she did kind of have that when, like, the curiosity about Wanda um, when, I think it was episode eight, when they were going through all of Wanda's memories and stuff, and then her coming up choking Tommy and Billy with her magic rope things, um, and then being like, you're the mistress of chaos, um, which, side note, she said that, and I immediately went to the Witcher, because how all of, like, the witches... Um, have their powers in The Witcher is they control their chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, "Ooh, can we get The Witcher in with WandaVision? Um, but... Actually, um, I, I actually have this uh, theory. So I think the Star Wars and the MC- the Star Wars universe and the MCU crossed over um, because in the lyrics for Agatha all along, it says she's insidious. So like she's in Darth Sidious, like she is Darth Sidious wearing the skin suit, and it, it said it in the lyrics. Like, I don't know what else they want. That's not even an Easter egg. That's just facts. Like, like she was the one manipulating Kylo Ren throughout the trilogy. Like she was the one manipulating the Galactic Empire. Like, she Palpatine does not exist. It's just Agatha Harkness. All along, all along. <laughs> and she killed Sparky too. 
Um, yeah. Which, like, I was like, bro, that wasn't, that never killed the dog. Never. <laughs> also, I don't um, think the dog was real. I think Agatha made the dog and then, like, killed it to try and, like, test uh, Wanda's I powers. I feel like it was, like, the shape shifting. Like, she shifted the bunny to look like Sparky and then shifted it back to the bunny. Mm. But, um, so one the one thing that I was talking about with my dad when we were watching an episode, um, Agatha is so because we were talking about how like Vision and Wanda and Agatha their powers are all different colors. So you've got um, Vision is yellow because of Mind Stone, um, and like I I know that um, Wanda is, is technically has like a piece of the Mind Stone inside of her but she was more like the reality stone because that was the red and then agatha was the power stone um and so like i half wonder if like like at least white vision is the space stone uh maybe it's got the blue yeah that would yeah i hadn't thought of that because i forgot what color he was because it was just like quickness but yeah that works for him too um but agatha going back to what I was saying about how Agatha was being um, curious about Wanda at first, but then I think like the idea of power, if she does have some sort of like the power stone within her, the power stone just like essentially wants more power and needs to recharge type thing. Um, And so like that part of her might've gotten like hungry or like, you know, needing that recharge and just was like, I want the power, give me the power. And like, Agatha that we had seen being curious was kind of like pushed aside because the power stone was like, I need food. Um, mm-hmm. but. I, I think the MCU is done with infinity stones. I mean, like they're not like yeah. done with them, but I don't think like they're coming back. Well, that's why I was saying like how, when Wanda was like, there's a piece of the mind stone inside of me. Um, when she was talking about vision before the hex fully collapsed. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think there's like the idea is that there's pieces of the mind stones within different superheroes. Um, and it's just like what gets activated type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily like, I'm not saying like mine or like this infinity stones are coming back or anything. I'm just saying like there yeah. could be some correlation that they're never going to explain at all because mm-hmm. they don't want to bring the infinity stones back. So. There's also the theory that Tony Stark's arc reactor is a quote-unquote infinity stone from Iron Man 2. Like, Howard Stark was working with the Tesseract for decades. Mm -hmm. um, And, like, all of a sudden he has this new element. So, like, he created, like, this energy source similar to, like, the space stone. Mm -hmm. Like, after being able to study it is the the theory. So, um, go ahead. Go for it, Isaac. I was going to say, every time I watch Iron Man 2, I'm still, like, I don't know the science behind him creating that. He gets like lasers and he points them toward each other. And then he's like, I created a new element. And I was like, I believe you. <laughs> and I'm like, um, me knowing every element on the periodic table. Um, I'm like, no, you didn't. That's not how elements work. <laughs> I mean, unless there's some physics thing I don't understand. I'm sure there is like like quantum level, but they, do, they don't use the word quantum in Iron Man too. So, but um, I just want to know your thoughts on the two, um, the two end credit scenes we got. So, the first one we get is like a secret invasion nod with like the scrolls, like towards, uh, it's a nod to the end of a uh, far from home as well. Like 
Nick Fury's up in space preparing something with the scrolls. We don't know what it is yet, um, but is like working with sword. That's confirmed. So also like, how did Fury let Hayward be in charge of sword, but beyond the point. And then the second one is um, Wanda out in the middle of nowhere in this little cabin, like holding like some tea and still being able to move her body around while also astral projecting and mm-hmm. reading the dark hole. Um, and then Billy, she, her hearing Billy and Tommy like calling out. So Billy and Tommy, not dead vision, probably not dead. Um, what did y'all think of those two? And would you have changed anything about them? Like, would you have like dropped one and emphasized the other, or would you have created a whole nother one? Cause I know I would have. Um, I would have. Okay. Well, so I guess, first of all, um, the first credit, um, with the scroll, uh, I always, I, I like it. I like the idea that scrolls are everywhere. Um, that people that we may have met already are scrolls. Um, I think it's going to be cool when there is a secret invasion because it's like, you know, in the comics, the scrolls are pretty much like the majority are like bad guys. But now it's going to be like, it's probably going to be like a few bad apples cause everyone to distrust them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. But um, I think that what would have made it better is if the scroll that talked to Monica was the young girl scroll from Captain Marvel that she like hung out with. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a cooler connection. Um, kind of just to see that. And then with the, the second uh, end credit scene, I loved it. Uh, in the mountains, I don't know. It's very... Uh, it fits know. Wanda. It fits like, Wanda. And I don't know if it's Sokovia Mountains or if there's another place. Uh, that was my first assumption was Sokovia. But, I mean, maybe it's just like the Himalayas or something else. Uh, and I don't even know... Do we know for a fact if it is astral projection what she's doing? It's what it looks like. Given what we know from Doctor yeah. Strange, that's what I would assume. But also, like, Strange's body, like, he can't control it when he's astral projecting. But we know Wanda's more powerful than Strange in terms of magic use. So if she can control her body and astral project at the same time, that's insane. Yeah. And I'm wondering, because, like, and, like, it was like a phys- it looked like a physical form almost. Um, and so I wonder if, uh, if maybe it's like a spell in the dark hold to like be able to do that, like be able to be like consciously, maybe even like take part of yourself mm-hmm. and like do something else, uh, which is pretty neat. Or if the Wanda in front of the building was just an illusion, I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Multiverse. Great. But also, can we just like take a second to appreciate the Scarlet Witch outfit? Yes. We got that was I want to be, have her outfit for Halloween this year. I don't even care oh. if I don't go trick or treating. I just want it. My favorite TikTok is be like, man, it would really suck if all the girls dressed up as Scarlet Witch <laughs> for Halloween. That would really be the worst. And I was like, that is like, I saw a tweet. It was like, uh, this is how you make like a, a female superhero sexy without sexualizing mm-hmm. them. I was like, good point. Like yes. it's it's like the whole outfit is just like, like, damn. But like, like, like there's the, it's, it's powerful, it's cool, but it's not like, ah, here's my boobs. Like, yeah. here's like, here's my every single, you know, inch of my body that, you know, don't need to see. Um, but yeah, it was her outfit. Cause I also saw something that the little triangle that she had at like the top by her like neck. Mindstone. Like, yeah, from Mindstone for be like where vision, you know, close to her heart and everything. And I was like, that's adorable. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely would go with that one over the one that they used in the Halloween episode um, as like a nod to the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just- but I thought it was funny in like the nod to the comics, like recognizing like, oh, we can do the comic accurate, but like this is not her costume. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It was definitely like, I, oh gosh. Yeah. So Hope, what did you think of the end credit scenes? Sorry, okay. I went, I took it. Okay. <laughs> um, so end credit scenes. So first off, Isaac, thank you for bringing up, reminding me of the whole uh, child scroll thing where Monica Rambo, uh, you know, hanging out with her. I think that would be really cool. And I think it would be interesting to see if like later on, you know, when they're traveling to go see who, oh, I think the majority of us presume that it's Nick Fury that she's going to be seeing. It's Nick Fury. Was that <laughs> confirmed or just like you just knowing? It's Nick Fury because we saw him in space and far from home. So like there's no way it's not Nick Fury. I'm, there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance it's not it's Nick Mephisto. Fury. It's Mephisto. I swear to God. I what if it is Mephisto? No. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm done. <laughs> but, um, you know, as they're like on their way to go visit Nick Fury, that like, she's like, oh, you don't recognize me? And then Monica just having that like, oh shit moment of being like, wait, you're the. Um, but I don't like, I kind of wish just in general, we had seen more of Monica's powers, like gotten a little bit more taste out of that in the last episode, especially Um, just because it's like you tease us and then you don't give it to us. And then all of a sudden we have a scroll being like, Hey, he wants to see you up there. And we're like, Oh, we're going back. God, is that you? (laughs) Morgan Freeman. Um, Sorry. He's just my favorite person to be playing the god character in a lot of movies um but the um the second seat the second credit scene um with wanda i i definitely think that it's her using her powers and like i have a slight evidence to back it up because when she's in uh the hydra base being tested with loki's scepter um you see that projection of like the scarlet witch and like in that outfit and everything too um but wanda is somewhere else and the scarlet witch you know is coming towards her um so i kind of think like and i'm gonna pull in teen wolf here because that's the only thing i can think of but like they they have a character that's a fox and it's like an outer um like shield essentially um, for one of the characters and it's kind of one of those like is the Scarlet Witch going to be like that you know they are the same person but when it's the Scarlet Witch she's protecting the like Wanda the do- like Hulk or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yeah like that type of thing yeah but like in- instead of like Hulk or Jekyll and Hyde um, they can be separated so that you know the witch part can um, be you know, looking through the dark hold or whatever book she decides to steal from um, Doctor Strange's thing in New mm-hmm. York. Sanctum um, Centorum. Yes, Sanctum Centorum. Uh, um, and also having Wanda just being able, I mean, I would say that she probably has to keep it like within a certain range, like within the cabin. Um, but I also think that it's a really, just the cabin in general and having Wanda like, on her own and figuring out herself is 
a good way to have her like um, work through everything and just become comfortable with just being alone, even if she's not fully alone with the Scarlet Witch. It kind of so. gave me like Luke Skywalker on Octo vibes from uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, which, depending on how you feel about The Last Jedi, like, it could be an awful thing, but I, I liked that aspect of Luke's character. Mm-hmm. The, the isolation, trying to figure himself out after mm-hmm. uh, he, made, he made some mistakes the way that Wanda also made mistakes. So, there, see, for me... Oh, wait, sorry. Hope I, I cut you off. There was a meme that I saved um, that was, like... It was from a different show, and I don't remember what show it was, but it was like Wanda, like, I didn't do anything. And all the MCU fans going, we know, honey, it's okay. We, we're protecting you. And I was just like, when that happened with, uh, when all the people of Westview were like ganging mm-hmm. up on her, I was like, listen, if you had all of that in your head, you knew how she was feeling. And I get that it's awful to feel that way. I get that. But also like help her instead of trying to kill her <laughs> they tried to kill her i thought I they mean, tried to stop her from doing it again i mean fair but I, like, I feel I, like she would have killed them if they tried to kill her like self-preservation yeah um, but it was just like the mob kinda, mentality so yeah, that kind of leads up to like my thought process on the second end credit scene it was like i definitely liked that one and i liked what they did with it um i think it would have i want i would change the first end credit scene completely um but like with that, it kind of like leaves up like so. If Wanda's looking at the Darkhold, which Ag- Agatha used, we know Agatha's a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, like this kind of leaves up for interpretation. Is Wanda still like as heroically pure as like when we met her in Age of Ultron? Like generally, like Wanda was a hero, and even though they were working with Ultron, like we know their motives were good, and that's why she ended up aligned with the Avengers. And then we know like she has made mistakes, like Lagos and Westview. But like in general, her intentions have been good is reading the dark hold going to change that and it's just like i need to get what i want i've made enough mm-hmm. mistakes now i have the power to not make the mistakes and i'm going to do everything on purpose now so i, I feel like the, i don't think she's gonna become a villain but i feel like in dr strange multiverse of madness there could be this like strange is like i have a really strict ethical guide on how i use magic because we could do a lot of stuff but we could end up harming you know dormammu like type stuff and then wanda's like i can take dormammu like <laughs> I can do whatever. I'm not going to hurt, like, whatever. The multiverse, screw that. I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm the most powerful witch in the universe. Like, I feel like that's what, what it's alluding to, and I really like that. Um, but my that. biggest, what was that? I was going to say, I, like, I kind of agree and I don't with that because I also feel like at the end of episode nine, um, they realized, or, like, she realized, like, how her wanting vision back and then, you know, taking control of the city um, or the town, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think she'll be like both where it's like, no, screw that. You know, I'm powerful. Let me just take care of this real quick. But also on the side of like, I need to make sure that like nobody gets harmed in the process. Like innocents Mm -hmm. don't get harmed in the process. Yeah, I get that. And if I feel like maybe her mentality going into like phase, like finishing phase four, phase five post Westview is like, Mm -hmm. Now that I know I have this power, now that I know I'm the Scarlet Witch, um, like Westview won't happen again Yeah. type type stuff. And that could mean like, I'm still going to use my power, but like I have control of it this time. Like mm-hmm. I could make another Westview without, you know, actually making, actually hurting anyone. Taking over But Westview. I'm choosing not to, you know. But um, 
my biggest question at the end of the finale is where the heck did white vision go? My favorite part of the episode was that ship of Theseus like discussion. And that was my favorite part of the finale is when like Uh, they go back and forth and like, they like come, (laughs) they just like have a civil discussion instead of a fight. Yeah. I know. Perfect robot fight. It was so good. Um, my biggest question was what happened to white vision. So I wanted one of the end credit scenes to in- hint at where, where he went. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to know how, like I I'm, clearly he has the ability to get in and out of the hex, but I wanted to see that mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause obviously he went in and he went out. So they're like, Monica when a, he went like, out, wasn't there like breaks in the hex because no, Wanda had resealed it. Okay. Because when when she started to open it, vision started to fall apart. Oh, so, that's right. Okay. Um, I just wanted to know what happened to White Vision, and mm-hmm. I don't think I think introducing Monica was good, but like we know she's going to come back in Captain Marvel two, or at least mm-hmm. it's strongly implied that it's she'll be in Captain Marvel two. Confirmed that her storyline is going to continue in Captain Marvel two. So like, so. I didn't need to see anything with Monica, Jimmy, and and Darcy. However, if since we were going to see it, I wanted all three of them back together. Like, yeah. even though we didn't get to see Darcy again, so I was like, oh. But I didn't really, like, I have, I have no investment in Secret Invasion post-WandaVision. Like, I need something, I need something more to really get me interested in Secret Invasion than what we were given. But the thing that I was really interested in is what happened to White Vision. Uh, my theory is that he went to Wakanda because that's where Vision's memories end, and that's where he needed to pick up. And like he doesn't have any like Westview vision memory, so like he's like that's where I need to go to figure myself out. And I would have liked to see him like landing in Wakanda, like looking around and like having some kind of revelation. Maybe like someone coming up to him being like, "Hey, like, are you the Vision?" Like, <laughs> just type come thing. up and be like, "You're different." Why I'd like you to join you? the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> we have another broken white man. This one's a robot. <laughs> Honestly, though, that would have been like the perfect time to bring in the Mean Girls question of why are you white? Yeah, like, yep. <laughs> um, but I like I would have I w- I think that is what I'm waiting for. But also the theory that the the power source in his head is an arc reactor, like a Stark mm-hmm. arc reactor. I think he might make an appearance or at least be alluded to in Armor Wars. So, yeah, um, that's I, what I saw thinking. a similar I saw a similar thing, and it was like it had all these different characters in. WandaVision and it had like what title they might be in next. Yeah. Um, I saw that as well. Darcy yeah. and Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Which I love Darcy. Um, but you no, know, I do like that's why I was torn if, if uh, White Vision is either going to go back to Wakanda or if he's just going to like go wreak havoc on S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, you know? Because I don't know. You think that Sword if he's. Headquarters. So, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> you mean Hydra? Yeah, for real. Um, because uh, you know, like he might, you know, he has the the knowledge of vision now, somewhat the memories of vision, mm-hmm. but he probably also has some knowledge of sword. Like, I don't know if you're a computer made by a sword, you probably have some sort of thing in there, and so like he might know some like nefarious things that sword is doing right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that was my thought too. Was after like. Red Vision was like, here's all your memories back. And, you know, someone's controlling you. Like, my immediate thought was, like, he was going to go to the person who was controlling. White Vision was going to go to the person controlling him. Um, so, like, be like, why were you controlling me? And, like, asking a bunch of 
brainiac questions that they probably wouldn't be able to answer and then going somewhere else. Um, and like, I almost wonder if like he wouldn't go back to maybe Stark Tower because that's where, you know, he was technically the born. Was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing nothing there and then going to Sword or, you know, trying to find Wakanda and, you know, trying to figure out, pick up the pieces and put it back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely valid. White, the white, white vision, I think, is the biggest mystery coming out of, out of uh, season one of WandaVision. Speaking of biggest mysteries coming out of season one of WandaVision, one of the things I really appreciated about this, because with the original way I thought it was going to end, I thought like we weren't really getting a WandaVision season two. But given what happened in the finale, I definitely see the um, option for a second season. Mm-hmm. So do you have any like major hopes, predictions, uh, like theories for season two, either of you? I would say if they have a season two, I honestly would love to see Billy and Tommy come back um, and just like grow into their powers and be actual children, not just, you know, her brain creating it. Um, Because I think like that would be really good for her to figure out like family and rebuilding that family and that trust for Wanda. Um, And also just like, her having that link to Pietro with um, whichever one of them, because I can never remember, um, whichever one of them is the speedster. Um, Tommy. Which, Tommy. Side tangent. Billy knew what was going to happen when the hex was closing, and I learned that, and I made I got really sad. because How did, he, wait, how did Billy know? Because he has the ability to read minds like his mother. But he can't read his mother's mind. I thought he could. Or his father's. I thought he could because there was a bunch of noise coming from Wanda and everything when uh, the F- Agatha all along episode happened. Because um, I thought that's like where most of the noise was coming from was from Wanda. Ah, uh, um, I feel like if Wanda didn't want him to know, she wouldn't know. And in that other episode, she kind of was losing losing it a bit. So that's, I guess that's where my mind went. But you were right. Because she does say, like, I just want to thank you for letting me, for choosing me to be your mom. Or what, you know, however the line goes. And so I think that's when, like, she probably had, like, a slip type thing. And had it where Billy could read her mind and see that it was closing. And that they were going to be non-existent. At least in this universe. My favorite joke from that is, like, it's like, she says that. And then it's like, or it's like a Wanda envisioned downstairs. It's like them like hugging and doing it. And then it's like the kids upstairs. Um, it's like Nick Fury being dusted. He's going like, but he's like, <laughs> cause at the end of Infinity War, it's like mother, but like it's in the <laughs> line just says mother. It's like mother. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, I, I, I don't think there will be a season two. Um, just because we know that Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange, but if there, in the event that there is a season two, um, it would definitely be very probably quite a different show. Like it wouldn't mm-hmm. take on the same, you know, Westview thing. Um, but it, it'd have to be about Wanda and Vision's relationship, um, possibly Wanda finding White Vision, yeah. uh, or vice versa, getting to know him again. 
I mean, because if that's the title of the show, WandaVision, then you know yeah. that Vision's going to be a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my thought process, too. Is season two would be like, because my biggest hope when like we saw the vision, the red vision versus white vision fight mm-hmm. was that the solution to that was they were going to meld. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the um, Wanda's creation and the actual body of vision would come back to something close to what vision was. So I think season two could be coming around that like Wanda's mastered her powers. She could probably like make Billy and Tom, like project Billy and Tommy project vision from season one um, but like, can't like make them real. Like that's just not mm-hmm. like she needs a binding agent. And I think the season will be like, oh, I can bind, you know, red vision to white vision. And then like, it's back to the, almost the vision I knew. And then the, mm-hmm. the problem could be, I need to do that with my sons too. And then you bring into the house of M stealing Mephi- parts of Mephisto's soul. And I feel like thinking like, that's what we predicted for this season. So like, I think the creators might be able to, hey, we can twist it, give them what they wanted last time and then do something even bigger with it. Well, I think so it also on if like they're trying to trying to use season two to be that in between of movies and like tying things together like they did with season one, where like yeah it's the end of MCU's we know it so here let's start off something new and mm-hmm. um, so I think that'll be another big part of what se- if we get a season two um, when they haven't ruled it out that you know that would be a big factor in what they do. Yeah, overall, WandaVision was a really strong start to Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. exceptional. But our next piece of Phase 4 will be Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming in two weeks from, or a week from now. Um, so, first, like, first things first, what are we expecting from Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What kind of appearances, villain expectations, implications for the MCU, Easter eggs, anything like that? What are we thinking Falcon and the Winter Soldier is before it comes out? Action! Sorry. <laughs> action action yes uh sarcasm and sass <laughs> because sam and bucky like can you move your seat forward no no shifts over <laughs> it was really yeah. good that, that's one of the best lines in phase three like given everything in phase three that scene in the car while like um captain america's making out with his niece i still say that she's like <laughs> that I still say they're related. I'm pretty sure no, Peggy and no, yeah, no. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong, and I have no problem saying that because I'm pretty sure but that Steve that shouldn't doesn't happen. have any kids or siblings. So how can it be his niece? Because Peggy's brother is dead, and as far as I'm aware, he didn't have any kids. It'd be by law, if anything, relation. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, that's not what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just made it awkward. Uh, um, but uh, my expectations for it, I'm really excited for Zemo to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, like, at the end of Civil War, he obviously is like, you know, I'm going to commit suicide because I'm done. Um, but I, I want to see his shift from that, where, like, if they put him into prison, and obviously they, they probably had him on, like, suicide watch because they wouldn't, like, he's in prison, they don't actually want him to kill himself. But, like, if he's at the point where he's willing to escape prison to come after Bucky and uh, uh, Sam. Falcon? Like, sorry, I was, I was thinking Falcon. I'm like, but if I'm saying Bucky, I also have to say, you know, Falcon's real name. So it just took me a second. Sam. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm, like, excited to see the Zemo and them dynamics, specifically Bucky and Zemo. Because, like, the reason Bucky had to, like, really be on the run for as long as he was in Civil War was because of Zemo. So I want to know what... Um, 
what after effects Bucky is feeling. Okay. Uh, Slight change. But Sharon is supposed to come back in Falcon. Yes, Sharon Carter. We're supposed to basically every side character from the Captain America movies is supposed to be in this. But there have been rumors that Marvel is gonna try and make her Bucky's love interest. And I'm just saying if they make that happen, I am marching down. to Marvel headquarters and I am yelling at them because why are you yelling no. at them? I don't no. hate that. I mm. she's gonna be Mephisto's love interest. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> A new running gag for the podcast. Everything Marvel we talk about, ah, it's Mephisto. Uh, so why part is part of it part of it is just like I don't like the idea of bouncing a female character around from male character Mm. to male character Mm -hmm. because it doesn't work out romantically with this character. So let's hear, let's put her with this character. Now let's put her with this character. Like I, part of it in me is, you know, the whole being a girl thing. And then the whole thing of, Oh, it's just a female and she's just there for a love interest. Oh, and she happens to kind of sort of be badass, but she's basically there for a love interest. Like, Mm Let's move away from that, Marvel. Let's not do that. And also let's Sharon's not... FBI once S.H.I.E.L.D. goes down, right? I think so. Yeah. So, you know, the potential Jimmy Woo series. Jimmy, Jimmy Woo's also FBI. Um, would you be upset if her and Jimmy Woo got together? Because I would love that. <laughs> Jimmy nope. Woo could get with anyone and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I also would be like, how would Jimmy Woo handle Sharon? Because, um... With I, magic. I... <laughs> Hey, he handled Hayward, who was like pretty stone cold. So, like, I feel like if Sharon likes him, like it wouldn't be a problem. If Sharon doesn't like him, then I don't think it happens. I think that that relationship's up to Sharon. I think my other thing with Sharon, though, is like we haven't really seen much of her character. No, we don't know much about her. Like the two timing kind of sort of thing of like, oh, I'm with this group, but here I'm going to help this side instead. You know, she gets with Zemo. Oof. Well, there's like one of the trailers, it makes it seem like she's on Zemo's side. And then she sees Bucky and Sam and is suddenly on their side. Hmm. Um, I mean, Zemo is a master manipulator. Yeah. So like I, I would, that actually be a really interesting plot point if Sharon ends up being part of the villain, like yeah. squad. Because I feel like she's just like too double agenty. we've seen that she her loyalty has shifted in winter Mm -hmm. soldier and civil war um that but that was towards cap so i feel like that's different yeah what so i don't know i just i feel like i need more of sharon before i could fully say like fine let her be with bucky but like i also have the problem of just bouncing a female character around to be a love interest especially with the whole best friend trope thing where it's like, oh, it didn't work out with him, so I'm going to go for his best friend. And it's like, really? Yeah, that's fair. No, th- th- that's probably... No, she's got to be like Maria Hill, where we know nothing about her love life. Yeah. Or, or her life. We know nothing <laughs> about Maria Hill. <laughs> and I, and it's, I love it. Okay. No, I want to I know more about Maria <laughs> Hill in the MCU. I'm bi- like, I really like Colton mm. Smulders, and I would love to see her like in something. Yeah. Plot twist, uh, Maria Hill and Sharon are actually lovers. There it is. Oh, um, actually, um, every FBI agent is just in like a polyamorous relationship. So it's Jimmy Woo, um, <laughs> Maria Hill. Nick Fury's in there sometimes, but he's on and off. Uh, sometimes Sharon he sends, sends the scroll in. Yeah, I was going to say, he sends the scroll in. All the scrolls are... <laughs> um, but. 
So what I'm excited for about, I guess, the new Captain, uh, Captain, not Captain. Why can't I think? Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. For some reason, I was going to put Winter Soldier at the end. Uh, I mean, at the beginning. Um, so, you good, Isaac? Just yeah, like- I think there's going to be a lot of it is going to have to do with the government. Like, yeah. obviously, already there's there's the that, like, group of people with the masks. Um, I feel and like that's it, Zemo's crew, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they're based on, on like, this, this hero in the comics that's, like, it's, like, the flag burner or something like that. That's not his name. Um, but it's, like, a dude that's, like, against government. And also the whole, like, most likely it's probably the U.S. government that's going to be, like, like, yeah, we know that the shield is given to you, but we're going to give it to uh, this young patriotic man, like, as a show. We're going to give it to someone who, like, wasn't blipped away, who was, like, yeah. relevant to us, who wasn't a war criminal. Yeah. Or even that, just, yeah, who's someone that wasn't a war criminal, that wasn't something. Um, and I, and, like, in the comics, that the guy that is, like, the stand-in, like, Captain America, like, he's a good guy. But I'm hoping that there will definitely be, like, a fight between this new captain america guy u.s agent and u.s Falcon. agent that's the name i was looking for gosh i was typing in my phone and i was like america soldier and i was like no nope. nah, u.s agent <laughs> i'm really excited that they're actually going to do that because mm-hmm. i think the the plot points for u.s agent versus like bucky and falcon is like u.s agent's not like a, a bad guy like you said but i feel like the the people behind him supporting him are mm-hmm. and i feel like this could be like a this could explore like governmental corruption post Sokovia Accords because we really don't know how the Sokovia Accords really have like messed with stuff yet. Like there's been illusions, but I think this could really explore Sokovia Accords and what that means in the MCU. I mean, we got Hayward in WandaVision being like, look, she tried to steal or she stole Vision, you know, and screwing that all up. And he's like, therefore she violated the Sokovia Accords. It's like, I think it was Jimmy Woo that said, like, that's a direct violation of the Sokovia Accords. And then Hayward yeah. was like, and the Vision's own living will. And I was like, pretty sure Wanda can do whatever the heck she wants. Like, she was, like, in terms of Vision, like, she is her, like, like she said in the show, she is his next of kin. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vision's, like, three dads, you know. Yeah. Ultron, <laughs> Thor, and Iron Man. And Banner. So we got four. And Banner, yeah. Mm-hmm. My four dads. <laughs> vision um, but i i also am looking forward because we we get short hair bucky back not 40s bucky that you know everybody absolutely adores and that's when we fell in love with him um but the short hair bucky is back because also side tangent i never understand when assassins have long hair and they don't pull it back so it's like your hair gets in your face i'm a girl i oh, lean over actually, no i know why they do that why? <laughs> um, shield your face from other yeah. people seeing you. Like as much as it might be like in the way, yeah. like it's a it's less identifiable than like That's if you wore right. a hat or a mask or anything that would shield your face as well. Like hair, everyone has hair. Not everyone wears a mask. I That's, mean, that's especially actually like a, especially when you're Cap buying plums. <laughs> yeah, when you're buying plums, Team Cap can't like go undercover though because all they do is sunglasses and baseball hats so (laughs) it works though i swear like uh, this pandemic has made it so easy for me to go incognito mode all i do is put on my mask and wear a hat and i'm like no one knows who the heck i am just walk into Um, a bank you know your mask no 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 no. actually i don't do that (laughs) Uh, i know how sketchy that looks um Um, but 
so we get short hair Bucky back, but then he's also like, it seems like he has a normal job, like possibly on like a fisherman's boat or something like that. Like he, there's quite a few scenes where he's by the water. Bucky just lifting like bags of <laughs> like fish with his vibranium arm. Just right. everyone else on the Sing- boat's just like what singing the sea shanties that everyone. The Wallerman. There <laughs> once was a ship that went to sea, and the name of the ship was the Billy Archie. <laughs> yeah, um, but. So also Bucky just like Bucky and Sam trying to find normalcy after being thrust into different wars, not getting a chance to I mean Sam had a little bit more chance to recover from the war that he had been in. Um, but you know, then they get thrust back into a new war and then it's and then like Bucky gets iced for that period of peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then he becomes then, a goat former mm-hmm, farmer. The white wolf. Um, but then real quick, before we end the episode, uh, there was a quick, there was a release of like some new, just like a real quick week before trailer. Um, and I just want to analyze the quote from, from Falcon. Um, he, he's saying like, oh, it must be one of the big three androids, aliens, or wizards. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Dr. Seuss, like, there's well, no such thing like, as wizards. It's like, there's no such thing as wizards. It's like Dr. Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. He's like, that's just a wizard without a hat. Uh, I thought that was, I'm like, if that's going to be the vibe of the show, I'm really, really excited. But also, like, the fact that, like, Falcon can identify, like, these big major threats makes me think, one, it's not any of those, um, if they're going to allude to it in, like, a trailer. But also, Mm -hmm. like, that could be an allusion to, like, future MCU stuff. Like, I'm sure there'll be a recurring joke if, like, Falcon is like, oh, androids, aliens, like, wizards but then it's like well have right. you seen the most recent one too of i have a vibranium arm yeah and i can fly <laughs> and just like or the i can see the wheels turning oh you know malfunction like that's why i say sass and sarcasm because like it's two guys who both knew steve and like, let's be honest. If you are a friend of Steve Rogers, you have to have some sort of like sass to you. Taking all the stupid with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But oh, also, last. Um, I feel like this is gonna. Sorry, I keep like freaking out. Um, one of my favorite like trilogy. My favorite trilogy is probably the Captain America trilogy. Like in the first three phases, because it's like your options are Thor, Iron Man, and um, Cap. Those are the only trilogies that, like, it was from phase yeah. one through phase three, right? Yeah, because Thor is um, the only one that's going to get a fourth title. Mm-hmm. But, like, those trilogies, the first two Thor movies were not as strong as Ragnarok. Um, uh, I feel like Iron Man was pretty consistent throughout. and I But I feel like Winter Soldier and Civil War are some of, like, our top-tier um, MCU movies. So, like, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this is going to be, like, a conclusion to that. Because Cap's conclusion came in an Avengers movie. And I feel like his legacy, this is going to be a Captain America legacy story on top of that. Not just exploring new characters. This could be just, like, first couple episodes, homage to Steve, and then we're going to move on with our new plot. But, like, I'm excited for that aspect of it, too. Well, I'm fairly certain the first episode is supposed to have Steve's funeral in it, so... Yeah. Wait, like, Old man Steve, or just yeah, like yeah, like old man Steve funeral. I hope not. like he actually came back and was like and stayed and lived the rest like his the the next couple weeks or so. Or oh man, that's sad. <laughs> couple weeks. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. I'm Tom sure he Holland came back knowing he was a wedding. Die. It'll probably be like a fake wedding. I mean, fake wedding, <laughs> fake funeral. 
Well, that's what I mean. It's like empty yeah. casket, but we're like, oh, we're sending, we're saying goodbye to Captain America, or is it actually like yeah. Steve's body? They went. They showed an image of Sam in like an old house, and it kind of sort of looked like something that Steve would have lived in as old man Steve. So I feel like it is actual Steve. Like they're trying to tell Chris Evans, "No, you're not coming back." Um, if you want to be a superhero and continue your world record of most superheroes played, you have to find another hero to play. Um, yep. Um, and then I, so I guess we can like kind of end on that for conversation wise. It's like, that's our, that's our anticipation for first couple episodes is send off to Steve Rogers. Um, so as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for new viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. So um, would anyone like to start with our recommendation this week? Um, yeah, I can start. Uh, well, last week I finished watching The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, and then we started watching The Haunting of Blind Manor, which is also good, and I recommend it. I also just finished, finally, the last season of Adventure Time, and it's so good. Adventure time, come on, grab your friends. Exactly, and I I love Adventure Time, and uh, so if you haven't watched, if you haven't gotten on that train, just if you watch the first few seasons and you're like, this doesn't make any sense, uh, get past that. And then there's a plot deep down in there. So there it is. Sounds good. Thank you, Isaac. I might have to get back on that then. Uh, what what do you stream Adventure Time on? Hulu. Okay, cool. I got that. Uh, so I would like to recommend they are current TV shows. So I'm sorry for anyone who needs like something to binge. You can't really do that with these. Um, so the first one is 911 Lone Star, which I watch on Hulu. That's on Hulu. Um, and it is a spinoff of the show 911. But I really like 911 Lone Star better because of the diverse cast. Um, there is a guy from Michigan who is on there and he is a trans man representing a trans man in the show and like I love it absolutely um and then you've also like the first season they make this whole big thing in one episode because this woman you know you think Texas and you think you know someone who white you know white privileged hates everyone who doesn't abide by their that's a lot of the southern stereotype though yeah um which isn't always true we gotta like preface that but like yeah for no. tv generally you rely on stereotypes which like they don't like the rest of the show they don't really go with the stereotype like they might show something but then like later in the show they flip it and it's like oh i misjudged you you know type thing um but like there's one where a woman's like Oh, I'm having a heart attack. It's like, sorry, ma'am, I can't help you. I'm gay. Oh, I'm trans. Oh, I must like it goes through this whole big thing, and then it turns out the woman's not even having a heart attack because she was just trying to avoid going to jail. Um, but so it's funny. It is a drama show, um, and they just did the winter finale, and it doesn't come out for the next episode. Doesn't come out for like a month and five days, and I'm sitting here like screaming at the writers because I want the next episode now. Um, Wait, they did the winter finale in March? Yeah, because they Ooh. had to push back when it started. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's also why like the next part of the series is coming out, you know, only a month later instead of 10 months, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. 10 months is way too long. But um, the other show is Superman and Lois, 
It is absolutely adorable. That's my recommendation <laughs> as well. Uh, it's, no, it's also, it is so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's adorable. Tyler Hecklin being Superman. And then the two guys that they have playing his sons is just like, oh, it's, it's perfect. It's amazing. Leading off of that, my, my reasoning for it is different. Like, I like the family drama, like that part of it. But like, the reason I really like it is because I'm a big fan of like Man of Steel, Dark Knight style superhero movies and i feel like this is like the dark knight of the cw universe like with arrow it was like dark at the beginning and then as like we got on later seasons it became more campy as like flash was popular supergirl was popular legends of tomorrow was popular but superman and lois has this like darker tone it's like much more serious and honestly it seems like it does not fit with the rest of the Arrowverse. like it's still loosely connected but it is like really weird i'm not caught up in the most recent episode um i'm not either but i was gonna say they do keep up with the whole multiverse and crisis on infinite earths so like mm -hmm. if you were a fan of that they do have things coming out of that so like it's not just oh it's gone it's like oh yeah it's still part of it like there's still the the bits that are there but it's just so the vibe is so different and i i love it it is really good. It's like, I don't think a CW Arrowver show has had this strong of an opening since Arrow. Like this has been really good. Um, then I also wanted to just like quick recommendation. If you really liked WandaVision and you like are also a comic book fan, but haven't, if you're a comic book fan and haven't read House of M and Vision Quest, I find that a bit odd. But like, if you really liked WandaVision and you're new into comics and you're looking for stuff to read, or you want to get into comics and like WandaVision, House of M, the, the Marvel storyline uh, that, WandaVision is like loosely kind of based off of, they borrowed some stuff from that and Vision Quest are like Wanda and Vision stories that are really, really good, really iconic. Um, and that actually might, you know, lead into a WandaVision season two. So having those in your, in your uh, toolkit might be good. Um, and then the last thing is a board game I've been playing quite a bit. It's not a board game, but like it's called Puns of Anarchy. It's kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity, except all the cards are like little dry erase boards and you have to, manipulate your card so to make it a pun of what you originally said so it fits in the categories of the other people at the table and it's really really fun and i think it has a lot of replay value so if you're looking for like a a fun game to play with family or or friends like you can make it as like family friendly or as like cards against humanity level dirty as like you want and it's 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 a really fun game so i highly recommend it it's available on um, amazon and they also have like uh their kickstarter website that you can buy it directly from as well so uh, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us here at Raving Geeks. Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We'd love to hear from you, uh, whether it's about uh, anything you want us to talk about in the future, what we talked about today, or just, you know, chat us up, ask us some questions. We love to, uh, we'll check out, we try to periodically uh, check our comments. Also feel free to reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Twitter at Raving Geeks. Also follow our TikTok channel, uh, which we're starting to get a little more traction on. Uh, I posted one this week that got um, uh, almost 900 views. Um, which is... Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, to be fair, and the ones that like you posted, did you use as many hashtags as I did? Because I think that's what got me on For You page. I think I didn't use the right hashtags. That's the thing. Like, I use some that are like the yeah. right hashtags. It, the algorithm's like picky on that. But um, so as always, I have been Brendan Valentine along with my co-hosts. Hope good or all. And my name is Isaac Hunter. <laughs> you didn't do the usual Isaac Hunter. <laughs> I, was, I had to make sure the screen got me on time. I was going to say, there was a little pause before he even said his name. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Alrighty, everyone. Stay geeky and have a great weeky.
See ya.